0: You're listening to Around Comics, episode 102.
1: discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Niesman. I'm joined, as always, by the co-host of the show, Mr. Brian Salazar.
0: I'm feeling very refreshed, recharged, ready to roll Everyone's after my relaxed. week off.
1: It is. I'm, very, uh, I'm ready to learn. Yeah.
0: It's a learning day. Absolutely. Education is learning. number one Which is for our, our other
1: co-host,
2: uh, Professor Tom Cater's. Um, I'm glad to have a girlfriend. Because if any woman ever heard the rest of this episode, there'd be zero chance I would ever <laughs> have sex again. You better get ready to pop the question
1: soon yeah. after this episode, Tom.
2: I didn't you know so much. About
0: your, I, I didn't know you were such a nerd.
1: I'm
2: yeah, leaving
0: you right. now. <laughs> and uh,
1: sitting in uh, now a regular fixture, <laughs> our
0: JSA expert,
1: <laughs> uh, the uh, current artist of uh, the New X Men. And the search for dark child what mm-hmm. is it the, he doesn't know the <laughs> magic
3: It's the quest for magic we went over the th- last week
1: <laughs> mr Scotty young how you doing sir
3: i'm doing right. good i have no friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that yeah, we're kind of like a glass of water like Oh, like a plane where all the water runs down to the lowest level where like people with no friends just yeah. kind of all ga- oh, like. like <laughs> gather. Oh,
3: I've worked all week and don't have anything to do. Who else is doing nothing on a <laughs> on Friday, Friday night? night. Or, or, ca- or doesn't have the capabilities of doing anything? Because I, I think, hey, what friends could I call? Oh, I
1: don't oh, really have any. Have I know three guys <laughs> yeah. that uh, where I can find on Friday night. Three losers that <laughs> hang
0: they're out asleep. in the comic shop yeah, on a Friday night. Vibes.
1: Well, this is, uh, this is one of our Comics 101 episodes. It's turned into a staple of the show. It's one uh, mm. th- these are the episodes I really have started to look forward to.
0: Edutainment.
1: And uh, today we're going to uh, pass things over and put Tom center stage for Comics 101 I'm JSA.
2: <laughs> Tom's very dun, nervous. Dun, dun. <laughs> I've never actually read any JSA. i
1: What does the
3: JSA stand for?
1: Well, we're all looking forward to learning about we'll the JSA. In. (laughs) And this is also a perfect time to uh, mention that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by InStockTrades.com.
0: Follow the adventures of the JSA with InStockTrades.com. From the early golden age appearances in the all-star comics DC archives to the latest trade paperback collections of today's JSA, InStockTrades.com has what you're looking for. Remember that InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, omnibus editions, and more. All at great discounted prices and all orders over $50 ship free. And they've
1: got a ton of JSA
0: stuff. Jesus...
1: you looking yourself.
2: for something, Tom? I lost my show notes. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's not that good. good. <laughs> yeah. No, right, I have show over. End of episode. I'm lost. Without, I don't know. Am I supposed to read something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I have Tom, my notes. Tom,
1: Tom, Tom. Relax. Just we'll we'll take care of it from here. I've never seen and you I'll, like I'll this. I'll cue yeah. you whenever we're so calm. I
2: usually have my notes. Tom usually comes in. Someone bring me my
3: notes. <laughs> Tom's nervous when I'm Tom around. Tom usually comes <laughs> in <then> all willie. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. My Here's gigantic eraser-hard nipples often make people nervous. <laughs> talk, about,
2: talk about golden age comics. <laughs> well, it.
1: folks, uh, you should all know by now that Around Comics was mm. recorded every Friday at seven o'clock mm. at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles. It's located at forty-eight thirty-five Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If if you're in the area please drop by i see a uh, Hank and uh, a friend of his just came in and and Hank's there's, friend there's a uh, uh, met uh, met a guy uh, jeff i believe uh, came from one of the northern suburbs to drop in and say howdy a little earlier so really? uh, you n- you never know who's gonna drop in here
2: really mm-hmm I didn't see him
0: Remember that your Around Comics experience isn't complete until you've read this week's Long Box of Love. Each Thursday episode of Around Comics has a wonderfully handcrafted webcomic from Brian Bowles. Check it out every Thursday at AroundComics.com.
1: Absolutely. And we uh, also have a new contest. If you heard last week, it is our Be a Hero the contest rules are simple. Make a donation at heroinitiative.org, then send us an email at hero at aroundcomics.com, letting us know that you did so. Everyone that makes a donation is entered into a drawing that will take place at the end of June. The contest is being sponsored by InStockTrades.com, and they're including two $50 gift certificates, good for anything, at InStockTrades.com. In addition to a $50 gift Certificate for the winner. You'll also receive a prize pack containing Jeffrey Brown's I'm Going to Be Small. Jeffrey is not only signed, but has done a fantastic two page illustration on the inside cover of the book. Uh, Other prizes include a uh, Scotty Young hardcover sketchbook with a A lot of Scotty Young's
2: hair (laughs) attached to it and an old shoelace. (laughs) Pubic hair.
0: (laughs) Second uh, prize
1: is a $50 gift certificate to instocktrades.com. And uh, I'm sure that there's going to be other stuff that will be added there. I think Norton's going to throw something in. We'll have to uh, put uh, uh, Sealy into a hammerlock. and a
2: personal phone call from John Sanchis. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And one, one <laughs> of his many... Hello, hi party! <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> cavalcated character. Hello!
1: Hi! It'll be like, uh, wait, wait, don't... Was it wait, wait, don't tell me? Or where you can get uh, a personalized uh, phone greeting from... Uh, you,
2: you can hear... Uh, you'll get a John Sanchis conversation between Father Pat and Harry Carey about <laughs> how nice. awesome you are. I
1: had a a very valid question from uh, Matt Kramer this week. He uh, wanted to know if you made multiple donations, could you get multiple entries, and so we talked about it. If you make a $1 to $10 donation, send us... I talked to you about I'm it. Just Dorfus, uh, if you take if you make Dorf- <laughs> if you make a Dorfus. one Dorfus. to ten dollar donation oh and him. email us, Dorfus. that's good for one entry. If you make a uh, donation in multiples of ten, Neo. let us know, and you will get Enter one entry Orfus. per ten dollars donated. So if you donate a hundred dollars, you get uh, ten entries, Whoa. and uh, we'll wow. put those in and it'll Whoa. be random. So, so please uh,
0: <laughs> donate today. Do something good.
3: Uh, be a hero, uh, um, not a zero.
0: <laughs> I just I just made that up. Uh-huh. That, Just was, now, that, that was quick huh? I'm going to
3: try to win my own book so I don't have to give one away free <laughs> <laughs> yes, Scotty, we don't like this donating shit Guests like of the show
0: Not enter the contest oh, But you can goodness. still you can still uh, donate Alright guys
1: well as we uh, mentioned at the beginning This is one of our Comics 101 episodes <laughs> Tom is going to be taking center stage To walk us through the history that is the JSA So sit back Grab the beverage of your choice And enjoy Comics 101 JSA
2: all right, Um, right, I'm going to start, but I have two things to say before I start. Number one... I love you. Yeah, <laughs> it's number one, I love all of you. And, this, uh, <laughs> and I'm not strung gotta, out! Me. Yeah, I'm not strung out on the JSA. <laughs> number one, uh, a lot of these characters are... 60 or 70 years old and it's virtually impossible to tell you everything about each character. So what I tried to do is I tried to pick out the stuff that you actually need to know to, you know, if you were to pick up a book with one of these characters today that you could get by with it. I'm not going to try and explain It would be Hawk a 10-part ten, ten yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah Hawkman's we... history is confusing because they <laughs> fucked it up. So, I mean, I'm not going to be able to explain every single facet of every character's history. And... I'd like to give credit to where credit's due for a lot of the information I got. Wikipedia. Wiki, no, Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, my own memory. Oh, <laughs> well, thank uh, you, memory. I had a lot of the later books that read, uh, like Three old, long boxes of quarter three books. Three long boxes of old books. Uh, the All-Star Companions by Roy Thomas were really helpful. If I you know, couldn't remember who did something or if I needed to find out who wrote what, those books are amazing. They have a level of detail which is even more frightening. Than your memory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Roy Thomas <laughs> is worse than I am. <laughs> but uh so I just wanted to say that ahead of time. And uh of course if I say anything that's wrong, uh, and you want to argue with me about it, you can email me. Or sure come to our form. That's right. Yeah, come to our forum and tell me I'm I'm wrong. <coughs> she, Tom, you're,
0: you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You didn't know oh, that. You can, call man. <laughs> yeah, you can call Tom Cater's <laughs>
2: You can call Tom Cater's and yell at him. So we shall begin at the beginning. Right. Which is the uh, formation of the All-Star Comics line, which were th- were, where the JSA stories were printed. Uh, it was a product of a team-up between Max Gaines, which is a name we've heard before. DC Comics? Yeah, DC Comics. Mm-hmm. And the already existing Detective Comics, uh, where Detective Comics gave a lot of the funding to Max Gaines, and they sort of created a weird hybrid mm-hmm. all-American That's American Bill, Bill Gaines' yes.
0: father, right? Max Gaines yes, yes. Bill yes. Gaines' Gaines's father,
2: yeah. Uh, The company was separate from DC, uh, yet it used the DC label in its publishing, and it got to use DC characters in All-Star Comics, so it was kind of a weird business situation. Uh, In addition to All-Star Comics, the same company would also publish uh, Flash Comics in the Green Lantern series. (coughs) Uh, The genesis sort of where the idea for coming up with this sort of team up of all these superheroes came from... uh, The World's Fair comics, which came out like 1939, 1940, which uh, sort of shored the success that you could have by teaming up characters, because those books featured Batman and Superman on a cover together, it had a Sandman story in it, and it showed something that we're still suffering from today, which is you can get more people to buy a book if you have a crossover. So I mean, Did it have Wolverine. In it? Yeah, yeah. It also had Wolverine, <laughs> time traveling Wolverine. Yeah, as John Center sold up Outsiders. John, you have the night. You have the World's Fair comics to blame for. Yes, <laughs> from damn 19- you. Those sort of Nineteen thirty nine. I hold you in contempt. Um. So from the success of that, they decided to gather some of their lesser known characters that didn't have their own series that had stories in various anthologies and put them together into one team, sort of bolster the. You know, the overall sales, overall of the sales and just get it out in the public so people could see these characters, which also developed sort of the reason why Superman and Batman were honorary members of the JSA but were never permanent members because uh-huh. they already had their own books and there was a lot of worrying about overexposing characters, which would also lead to any time a character got popular enough to have his own book. He would no longer be in the CSA. He would leave. <laughs> hey, I don't need you to, losers. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm out of here. There's the one where the Flash leaves, and like the Flash has his own book, and they literally hold up the Flash's book, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's gone, and then he gets replaced with Jay Jay Garrick
3: Flash. Jay Garrick Flash. Okay, which that's I'll like when Angel left yeah. Buffy, and he got his own show. Exactly.
2: The <laughs> so. no, basic beginning of how all these characters got put together. Um, Now, I'm going to go over a little bit about each one of the characters, which are considered the Golden Age JSA characters. Mm. Founding members. Uh, Before you go
0: into that, I just had a question. This is 1942? Yeah, 1942, early 40s. And going back to, you were saying it it was DC and Max Gaines Company, which...
2: It 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 created All-American Comics, which published All-Star Comics, which was a weird business situation because Detective owned some of the characters and All-American owned some of them and All-Star Comics got to put the DC label on it, which would cause problems later, later on. on. Yeah, because okay. <laughs> yeah. they would get into a fight, and some characters would leave the JSA for no reason. Because <laughs> there was it's like a soap yeah, opera. Yeah, so it's really weird... It, Business situation. How that book kind of be about. like taking on
1: like uh, taking Hel- back like, taking like Hel- Hellboy and Invincible and um, because someone it, from Dynamite and put them on a team because yeah,
2: All American was almost entirely funded from money from Detective Comics, mm-hmm. which made it even harder that it was a separate company. But the characters that were originally put together to be the Justice Society of America uh, included the Adam, who was the youngest member of the JSA. He was a college student who underwent. Uh, vigorous weight training and boxing classes from a former champ. That's all you need. Yeah, to become a crime fighter. He was barely five foot tall. Wow. He had no superpowers at the beginning besides... A hero to he, yeah. short people everywhere. He was, yeah, exactly. His name? Uh, it was Al Pratt. Yeah, was John's <laughs> like, Girl,
0: thank yeah. you. <laughs> keep him on line, John. Yeah, yeah John
2: exactly. <laughs> um, he was a member of the JSA in every single issue of All-Star Comics. Um, All-Star Comics ran from... Uh, Issue 1 to issue 57, uh, where it then was changed into All-Star uh, Westerns. John, I have it all. Sorry, John's like, do you want to do the show, John? God. <laughs> Tom just <laughs> threw an elbow. Yeah, just threw <laughs> an elbow. On um, um, Suntress's head. Suntress
1: was like oh, a, proud, a proud papa watching yeah, his son in a play. And it's like, from Jay.
2: the wings. <laughs> the soccer dad. And the, the, the first two issues of All-Star Comics were just uh, strictly... Uh, anthologies of different stories with the characters and it wasn't until the third issue that they actually made a team called the Justice Society of America and certain characters would show up only for a couple of issues and certain characters like the Atom would actually be in every single issue. So what issue. were
0: what were they called before that? Were they called they were anything? They were never together in a story. Oh okay so it was they just were just an anthology, it was just an anthology of, of yeah, different uh, characters different, in and out. Okay. Yeah
2: and that was it wasn't until the third issue they decided <coughs> to put all those characters together into one team and certain characters would show up very little, and certain characters would be all the time. The Adam's were one of the characters that was in every single issue on some level. Uh, an honorary member was Batman, who rarely appeared in the JSA adventures. Uh, he was an honorary member the entire time, it was mentioned often, but only showed up in two issues, one which was just a cameo. Uh, another character would be Black Canary, which was Dinah Drake, who is still uh, is a very confusing history. Um, mm-hmm. She was a, uh, once again, just a normal person who was a judo f- uh, trained fighter and a florist on the side, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, married to put a those private together. investigator. Yeah, and uh, she actually didn't turn up in the JSA towards the end, till the end of its run, uh, issue forty-two out of fifty-seven. So she was a, uh, sort of an addition at the end of the series. I
3: um, like how those cre- the creators really drew from reality. Yeah, a judo-trained <laughs> florist. It, mm-hmm, hey,
2: yeah. you know, it was a different time. It was, yeah. Uh, it was sure
3: easier you know. than... They were the greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're
1: right. As, as Tom said last week,
0: it was a pre-9-11 was world.
3: It was a pre-9-11 <laughs> yeah. world where you could be
1: a
0: florist and a judo-trained fighter. <laughs> Married to a private investigator, and, and that, you just roll that up into a ball, and yeah. high heels and fishnet stockings, and you got yeah. a superhero.
2: For those who yeah. might be confused, there is a black canary that's currently exists in the DC universe. That is the daughter of the original Black Canary Mm -hmm. who was in the JSA. Um, At some point in the history of the JSA, Black Canary, and I'll get to this later, um, leaves Earth 2, goes to Earth 1. It's very confusing. Ends up being her daughter. All you need to know is the current one is the daughter of the original ones. They're not the same character. Though it can be slightly confusing. Uh, Another member was Dr. Fate. Uh, He was a uh, son of a archaeologist who um, his father finds this tomb of Nabu, this ancient god, and to punish the archaeologist for finding the tomb he kills him, but then decides to take care of his son. and, <laughs> well, uh, and Certain honor among uh, ancient gods. Yeah, as god. Egyptian gods will do, they say, sorry, I had to punish him, but I also now have to raise him. <laughs> um, I'll
0: punish myself. Yeah, so, I'm to raise you. Uh, he
2: was taught mystical powers, and he gained, eventually... Um, and Judo. N- Naboo, yeah, <laughs> Judo. They all, yeah. <laughs> going, everyone has Judo. <laughs> and uh, how to plant daisies. Yeah, <laughs> and how to plant every single character. <laughs> eventually, Naboo dies, and his um, powers get transferred into a helmet and a cape, which uh, Kent Nelson, who is Dr. Fate, wears around. Um, an interesting thing with that character, though, is very early no, after no. his creation... It was determined that he was uh, too powerful, like uh, Dr. Fate's powers included just about whatever was needed to do the story. To finish the story. he yeah. <laughs> was also sort of an oddity in a character in that he had a full face like mask over his entire face, which was kind of uncommon for characters at that time. So mm-hmm. to kind of fix both of those things, um, he cut off half the helmet. So his lower face showed, That's wild. and he okay. had like half the power, which supposedly made it easier to make stories with him. Could but he could breathe easier. Yeah, and that was another <laughs> weird thing: is his only weakness was like to attack him by his lungs, <laughs> like gases and stuff. And and <laughs> yes. he couldn't move his neck from side
3: to side. Yeah, Batman, yeah, yeah, Batman he had Batman, Batman neck, right? Bad. Yeah, he it was had to turn bad. his whole shoulders from side to side. Couldn't pivot.
2: Uh, this is uh, this character uh, actually lives for quite a while, and his, he eventually dies due to his magic beginning to fail after Crisis on Infinite Earths, And uh-huh. that character's died. There's been other Doctor Fates since that one, but we'll get to that later.
1: Um, uh, there's a lot of that in JSA because, yeah, you know, just j- j- well, it, it's all this this group probably more than any other superhero group is all about legacy. It's all about yeah. legacy and mantles, which mm-hmm. I'm sure the we'll PD get a lot into. Yeah.
2: Uh, another character is Dr. Midnight Charles McNider, who uh, was injured in a mob hit while he performed surgery on a witness. Uh, he was injured and had to have these bandages over his eyes and when a, uh, very similar to Batman imagery, an owl flies through his window and inspires ooh, him that ooh. he hears it and he rips off the bandages and he finds he can see in perfect darkness, yet cannot see during the day. Oh. He Has to develop special goggles to allow him to see during the day. Was this
3: just from the owl flying in? Was yeah, there uh, n- no-nuclear or magic that kind of however
2: you want. That's a story for y- you to do eventually. Imagination. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Midnight. Thanks, thanks uh, educator. He had a pet owl named Hootie. And, uh, Hootie. Oh, my God. he, uh, he His big uh, tactic since he could see in perfect darkness was these thing called blackout bombs where he would just throw them at guys and they couldn't see, and he could, so he would just punch them. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he really got to the heart of the matter of solving problems. <laughs> Um, cut through all the bullshit. Yeah, cut through the bullshit. I can see in the dark, you can't. Uh, the other member was The Flash, the original Flash, Jay Garrick, who uh, got his pars by breathing hard water vapors. <clears> which uh, Heavy water. What well, was hard originally, and they've oh. changed it back and forth. Heavy. Is hard and doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't uh, exactly. Well, he exist. Needed,
1: obviously needed a water softener. Mm-hmm. Water
2: made him run fast? <laughs> the flat? Yeah, he, water he made him run fast. His ability to run incredibly fast and wow. sounds incredible speed. Chicago
3: water's pretty fucked up. We, could, we probably we, have powers. We're if we're if all, we didn't know we're it. We're probably all I'm left probably
2: there. shooting you with, like,
3: ray beams out of my pupils right now.
2: Uh He, again, was a. Uh, uh, Don't talk bad about Lake Michigan water that way. Oh, I should have said that. So, so Dr. <laughs> Dr. Midnight's another character who was. It might uh, get offended. I have a third arm. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. uh Dr. Midnight was a member who, who uh, showed up in almost all of the issues as well. As well as the Flash was a member for all of the issues, though he was honorary for a while when he went on to go do his own book, and he would come back to the book when um, All American Comics and DC com- uh, Detective Comics got into a fight <coughs> and had to rearrange characters, so um, he had to come back to
3: the book. Are these some of these characters like Doctor Minute Is he still around today? No, he's dead. Not McKnight or Flash. Let us know what um, he looks like.
2: He <laughs> he uh, he has an owl. If you see a guy with an owl, it's probably <laughs> him. He's got like a green cape. It's actually one of my
1: favorite all-time One he of my favorite all uh, costumes. Yellow and
0: black costumes. Most of them yeah. have capes. Most or no, red and black. I'm thinking... Uh, Does he fly?
2: No. Mm. I'll tell you if they can fly.
0: <laughs> tell no, I'll tell you all about him. <laughs> he he doesn't exist, fly. but there is a Dr. Midnight that's still around. Yeah, okay. Okay. We'll get, yeah, yeah. a lot okay. of
2: these characters. The Flash is still around. Um... I just thought if, if
3: they're not still around, people might not know what they look like. So
2: that's true.
3: Might be something to throw out there. Almost all
2: of them are someone who's got the name now. There's a single one that doesn't have a new a name. Yeah, there's not a too.
0: new Adam or a new yeah. Doctor Fate or a new. Um, they don't let those properties I'm die, new man. Young. You sense.
3: should <laughs> not just call me Scotty. Call me New Scotty. <laughs> new Scotty. Yeah. It's New
2: Scotty too. <laughs> and the Who's Who. Uh, the Flash was also one of a. Uh, it was very memorable because he probably had the best group of villains of all the characters that would often be drawn into the JSA. He would have uh, he had a villain called the Fiddler, who was a guy who played the fiddle, but it <laughs> obviously could do things. <laughs> magic fiddle. It's a magi- It wasn't a magic fiddle. He's good at it. Uh, the <laughs> shade. <laughs> I mean, Wait, he was just so
1: good at Wait, it that it would. The D- shade or the or shade, the one that is in the DCU now. The top it's the hat. same guy. Okay. he's been the same guy.
2: It's the devil went down to Georgia. Ra- Ragdoll, uh, the Thinker, the th- the Thorn in tur- the Turtle, which just was a big fat guy. Now we all, you know,
0: know that Flash is famous for his Rogues Gallery. Were they yeah. were they the Rogues Gallery? Were they called that? They or were weren't they, called that. They weren't until
2: the um, Barry Allen. But, but the Flash Barry. did have a lot of really good villains that they used quite often back in the day. Uh, another member, probably one of the one of the ones that's still around, is uh, the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, who was a member for the entire run. He was honorary for a while, just like the Flash, was brought back into the book when DC and uh, All American got into a fight. Uh,
1: but he was not a Green Lantern Corps. Member. No, no, he was not. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead, re- aren't I? Yeah, exactly. He was yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Green uh,
2: He was a, uh, an engineer who found a. Um, Lantern Tr- train that was carved, engineer. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, found a lantern carved out of a meteorite in China. The lantern told him to fashion a, a ring out of the rock, and that's how he developed. He became the Green Lantern. He had a lantern. He had his own oath that he said. He had all those things. His, his he did have a weakness of wood. Uh, if you threw a piece of wood at him, you couldn't <laughs> he stop couldn't it. A pencil, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he threw a pencil threw at him. A he threw a pencil at him. He couldn't stop it. Uh, he also had some very memorable villains. Uh, Solomon Grundy oh. is one of his. That's right. Grundy. Grundy is
1: one of the oldest uh, villains in the DCU.
2: And since he's a swamp creature, he's partially made out of wood, which gave uh, Alan Scott just many, many pro- yeah, fits. many many, many problems. Now, oh, his well.
0: character has been changed over the years, too, Alan Scott. He's uh, his been powers,
2: aged and aged yeah. and all kinds of fucked-up shit, but we'll get to the we'll age get, yeah, thing right. and, yeah. I still don't know whose eyes he has. It does not matter. <laughs> he's a, he only has one eye. Um, and it's not his. Yes, it's exactly. It's his mother's. Uh, another character who's still around is Hawkman, who is Carter Hall, Uh he probably has one of the most confusing histories of any character, because um, every time they reset the DC <laughs> That's universe... That's a comics
1: <laughs> one all on its own.
2: Yeah, the Hawkman's <laughs> an entire story. What you need to know about Hawkman <laughs> is he is um, he's also, he's an archaeologist who has the spirit of an ancient Egyptian prince mixed with an alien being. And this spirit keeps... Re- every time he dies, he gets reincarnated. So all the different Hawkmans you've seen over history, in continuity, of different Hawkmen just dying and then being resurrected over and over again, which was a thing that Jeff Johns did, which actually made Hawkman make sort of sense because you'd see him die and come back, and in, uh, various in- incarnations. Um, an interesting note about Hawkman is he is the only character to show up in every issue of All Star Comics. In every issue of All-Star Squadron, which was the companion book, uh, Roy Thomas made it a point to always have a scene with with Hawkman. Hawkman. Uh, (laughs) He was also the longest... uh, The team had a leader. Um, He was the longest-running chairman of the JSA back in the day. Uh, The Flash was the original one for a couple issues, Green Lantern was for one issue, and then Hawkman was for about 40 issues.
1: Is that why uh, Hawkman and Adam are really tightly connected I mean, whenever you go back because it doesn't really start in, in JSA. It's not
2: until the Silver Age that those two have their team up. The, okay. The Silver Age, Hawkman and Can, Adam. I have
0: a question about Hawkman um, because... I say, make, make the sounds, Scotty. It seems like lately... <laughs> uh <Beem-a-barp. laughs> Nerdy
2: nerd, nerd. Hey,
0: we, we're not getting away from that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going any nerdier at this point. It, um, it seems like you know... And and not that I've read a ton of DC stuff but from what I've read more recent stuff with Hawkman it's like he he's this very sort of warlike character was he like that then was he always sort of like that Yeah I get the feeling like a lot of the
2: characterization of the characters that's Gardner Fox, who we'll talk about after we get all the characters, he wrote a lot of the stories, and characterization isn't one of the strong suits of the Golden Age. A lot of things that one character say, it's all exposition. Right. So a lot of, there's hints to it and stuff like that, but over the years, as better and better writers get a hold of the characters, they each sort of add their own little bit to that. So over time, Hawkman has become much more defined as being sort of, you know.
0: This real warrior. Yeah, this real warrior type, you know. Okay. I always thought he was kind of he was just like a dude with wings. I'm like, ah. Eh, Does he like actually
3: have wings, or are they strapped to him?
2: No, he has um, a belt made out of Inth metal, which is from uh Thanagar. Thanagar. Yeah, that's that's uh, wow. It's anti-gravity, but in order to control this it's flight, rubber. he has a wing <laughs> harness. He has a harness with wings on it. Okay. Allows him to fly around. So those wings are not really attached to him. Sounds. Which is convenient. So, you, know, yeah, you can take you them can off. You can take them off and. Uh, another member was uh, our man club. Rex Tyler. Uh, his ability was uh, he invented Miracle Pills, which were uh, pills that would give him one hour of power. Nice, which would be super strength or sort of, uh, limited invulnerability. Well, that's like gummy bear juice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Remember that? Except did the gummy bears ever develop an addiction to it? Uh, oh, actually, they him might him, have. Which is okay. one
3: of my favorite.
0: Uh, parts of uh, jsa the golden uh, is like the golden years the golden or golden age, age uh, which you made me read and which i really enjoyed but they really get into that
2: he was only in four issues of all-star comics really yeah a lot of these characters some of these characters are not in a ton of jsa stories I huh. mean, he's been retconned to be far more a part of it uh one of my personal favorites johnny thunder uh who is a member for uh, a number of years uh was a, a, a young man born at 7 a.m. on the seventh day of the seventh month, was ca- kidnapped by Bad Badhanesian monks and given a magical thunderbolt to conquer the world. Nice. Uh, he escaped. I want uh, one. And it took him several years to figure out how to command the thunderbolt, which was by saying, say you, which was... The Thunderbolt's name backwards, and the Thunderbolt would do whatever he asked him to do. But the limitation was he had to tell the Thunderbolt what to what do. To do yeah, in order it's like do Simon it. says. And um, a lot of stories revolved around the fact that Johnny Thunder sort of a fuck up. <laughs> uh, he's just a doofus with like a magical lightning bolt that does whatever it tells him to. So a lot Which of stories d- involved a yeah. lot of good stuff. A lot of stories involved him being sort of a doofus. Uh, another character, uh, Mister Terrific, who is Terry Sloan, uh, he was a, a boy genius who accomplished everything he wanted to in his life by his 20s and became suicidal because of the lack of challenges in his <laughs> life. Uh, he saved I know, jumped I know off how the he bridge feels. And became a street-level hero trying to stop juvenile delinquency. It was often <laughs> a, uh, he only appeared in one JSA story. And, um, and had a lot of solo stories in other titles, but he was only in one and he was only a guest of the other <laughs> characters. So he sort of has a tangential... Relationship to the Jazz. He was well, a street what? level superhero.
3: Was yeah. oh, because he Is he a black character?
2: He is now. Right, at okay. the time, he wasn't, and he wore huh. a coat that said "Fair Play" on it. He yeah. still does. According <laughs> yeah, to I know. This yeah, yeah, What's
1: why the why Fair Play? I've always wondered that.
3: Because he was smart. Fair
2: Play, man. Yeah, juvenile delinquents cheat. Yeah, Fair Play. Fair it's play. like
3: don't cheat on that test. I have just powers. Fair play. Okay. A good man. It's just a m- mantra. Uh, I don't uh, know. Yeah.
2: Another one of my favorites is the uh, is Sandman <laughs> Wesley Dodds. Yay, my favorite. Um, he was Yay. sort of a <laughs> Scotty's favorite too. He's sort of an, an adventuring man who uh, just wore a gas mask, a suit, and had a gun that put people to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big character. Pretty in normal. Of his books.
3: Like Mike Norton. Yeah. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs>
2: uh, his stories were characterized by the fact that he often got shot in them in the Golden Age stories. He was getting hurt a lot. <laughs> A lot. Um, it was also characterized by the Can fact quicker that he, with had, the um, he had a sidekick named Sandy Hawkins, mm-hmm. who is still around in the DC Universe, and a female companion, Diane Belmont. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about those stories, even the Golden Age stories, is that Diane Belmont is treated as an equal to uh, Wesley Dodds, not treated as just a damsel in distress that he constantly had to save. Very uh, nice. Which is, yeah, he's very a progressive. Huge
1: oh. fan of Sandman Mystery Theater.
2: Yes, that's an excellent book, um, about 1940s. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a vertigo- yeah. Vertigo's retelling of that yeah. character. I love
2: Notting Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the movie. <laughs> you know, that comes in later. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll another get, is we'll get to s- that. The Spectre, who is a. Uh, uh, a murdered cop who becomes this, uh, the embodiment of the spirit and vengeance. Uh, this character is very interesting because he, his power level has completely depended upon whatever the story needs him to do for about 60 years. He can either be a rampaging. Monster that can't be stopped, or he doesn't care about what goes on. So his character is always sort of in flux, and they've sort of handled that by saying that there's the human component, and then there's the actual spirit of vengeance. And the spirit of vengeance doesn't really give a fuck about what happens to. He's not friends with any. Well, of it these depends people. on who yeah. he's hosted by. Yeah, and what's going on? Like he doesn't give a he's shit. He's detached about from good or evil. From anything, uh, he's yeah. about vengeance for people who commit murder. He's not about you know. He was created by George Lucas. <laughs> he's created by Jerry Siegel. <laughs> like whatever the story oh, needs at the moment. Yeah. P- who else did Jerry Siegel create? Super Duper Man. Uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, another member was uh, Starman, Ted Knight, uh, who was the defender of Opal City. He was an a- uh, a st- uh, amateur astro- astronomer and scientist uh, that was inspired by his cousin to become a hero. Uh, at the beginning, his story is very interesting because at the beginning, he's very much characterized as sort of a borderline coward in a lot of All-Star Squadron stories and things like that. It wasn't until later that he sort of became more confident in in being a hero. He's always sort of treated as just a guy who sort of dabbled in being a hero and was always doubtful of it. Uh, The Starman series by James Robinson is a really interesting exploration of that character as he is old and has to watch his son, one of his sons, well, both of his sons take over the role to different degrees. And uh, we'll talk about the Starman run later because I think it's a... It's um, partly responsible for why people even care about the Golden Age anymore. Very easily have been forgotten. Um, Superman can't talk about the Golden Age without Superman. He was an honorary member. He also only occasionally appeared, even less than Batman, who showed up in two books. So I mean, we all know Superman's origin if you read comic books. (laughs) You better. uh, There was the Golden Age Wonder Woman who was made of clay. Wait, what? what Say what that again? The uh, Golden Age Wonder Woman was made of clay.
0: The Golden Age Wonder Woman was made of clay? Yeah.
2: Um, I didn't Apollota, know that. Um, made her out of clay, and Aphrodite gave it life. And she was immortal as long as she stayed on uh, Paradise Island until a young uh, Air Force lieutenant crashed on the island, Steve Trevor, and then she followed him back. Much like Pocahontas. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Use your
3: translators.
2: (laughs) Her weakness was she could be bound by any man. If a man tied (laughs) her (laughs) (laughs) bracelets together, she couldn't break out of it, which. Well that's kinda fucked up. Well, Wonder
3: Wonder Woman. she's a whole Yeah,
1: The whole Wonder Woman history
0: and uh
1: who who created Wonder, uh, Wonder Woman? William Marston, who yeah. also interesting, interesting cat. Yeah. His
0: own life and everything was bizarre yeah. Yeah. and yeah, there's some issues, there's some Freudian she,
2: stuff. She going was on in a Wonder lot people. of stories, <laughs> but she was the secretary for most of them, which was <laughs> sort of ridiculous. Yeah, she Really? Probably the most powerful I mean, we're talking about like five foot tall guys and dudes with gas masks and sleeping guns and, and judo, and like, judo train florists florist, and then you have like uh, a woman <laughs> who is created by the gods but all she gets to do is like take <laughs> notes at the <laughs> fucking meetings where they all talk about oh, she also had a magic sphere that could like show what happens in other places but again couldn't use it because she had to sit at headquarters and, like, <laughs> and to the you know knows. you need to
3: watch that little have you seen that little clip that reminds me of that one but they're doing it with batman you seen the 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 JLA little animated short? No. no it, not to interrupt you, just no. really quick. Uh, they all go off in the missions, but the whole joke over and over is like Batman has no power. So like, uh, you stay here in case anybody calls. <laughs> 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 and over and over. <laughs> Similar to that. Like, hey, I don't think uh, you're going to work on this one. Uh, uh. Wonder
2: Woman actually had, uh, she had a lot of solo stories in Sensation Comics, and she had her own series. But she never got taken off the JSA. And she had a great actual rogues gallery of characters. The original Cheetah, Angleman, Dr. Psycho, and Giganta all had Golden Age you know, equivalents that came back later, but she had a wonderful collection of villains. Um, the last that I'm going to mention is Wildcat, uh, Ted Grant, who is uh, a championship uh, boxer. One of my favorites. T- yeah, he's an absolutely fantastic character who was in, in exactly one JSA issue. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he was only one no. JSA what issue. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, um, he had a he created Bill Stories and Sensational Comics. Yeah, created really? by Bill Finger mm-hmm. and Herman Hansen. Um, Did not know that. He uh, was just a boxer who took up fighting crap Chan- Not a just cat. a... He was a champion. championship, championship, Heavyweight champion. Dressed up like a cat fighting people.
3: Why do he dress up as a cat? Because
2: he was wild. wild. <laughs> he was a wild cat. <laughs> <mate>. He didn't <laughs> need crazy. to figure that out.
3: Um, it's a little femme, right? Cats? No. A little femmy? He'd punch would, the shit would out of him. What you call like saying, uh, a jaguar
0: kind of femme? If, if there yeah. was a jaguar sitting here... Looking at you well, like lunch?
3: Well, I'd probably... Yeah, it's a little so that's sort of <laughs> I mean, that's sort of basically
2: what people would consider your, uh, your classic golden age JSA characters. Hi, this is Andy Parks. You are listening to Around Comics. The stories that told these guys in the All-Star Comics, uh, they all had a very similar format in that the characters would start off at the beginning, they would go, you know, whatever the challenge was that they had to go fight, they would all split up mm-hmm. and go fight... You know, by themselves, go fight whatever foe it was. And the individual artists that drew those characters would draw those chapters of the book, and then at the end, they'd all come back together to be like, oh, yeah, we finally beat those foes. It wasn't until later and later in the series that instead of breaking up into single people, they would break up into teams of two or three. But that was always the format Mm -hmm. of these stories. It was always... Starting off together, breaking up and then coming back at the end. So you never really saw the whole GSA go out and fighting fight someone. Villain. You'd see them all go out and you know Was that a,
0: was that done because of the interesting business relationship between
2: I think it was done just realistically as far as different artists would only have to draw their six-page their page, section. And they were done. Because the book was, uh, these, these um, <coughs> all-star comics were 58-page books. Okay, that mm-hmm. was my books, next question, And they it? came out like bi-monthly or quarterly. They came out as a much different schedule. Also, during the war, when there was paper shortages, the books came out less frequently. Mm-hmm. But the whole creative process was way different. You didn't have one artist doing the entire book. You had an artist working on his, or, you know, right. his character. But you know did.
3: what? If you think logically about it, it would make sense, right? I mean, if. Yeah, I mean, this you, is When you trip. have your police force, if somebody robs a bank, you don't send the whole department to that bank. Yeah. You send a couple well, guys. Well,
2: also, uh, the nature of the foes they fought, too, which uh, um, I'm going to talk about a little bit here. Um, There's sort of. For a, a team that was around during the war, they never really went and fought Nazis. They never went and fought, you know, the Japanese. Their villains were. They fought spies, saboteurs, gangsters. They had an issue where they raised money for war orphans that Johnny Thunder fucks up royally. <laughs> um, a lot of mad scientists, South American Nazi collaborators. Um ah,
0: but not Nazis themselves.
1: I love why they, and I'm sure you're gonna get to it. Why they didn't?
2: Yeah, I'm okay. That's it's my explain. next thing. Red, uh, stuff like uh, it was just a heavy focus on spies, like home front, home front stuff. Instead right. of going support of the war. support of yeah. Um, they also f- did they did fight supervillains, but actually supervillains were far less common. Yeah, common in those stories and like a spy story, like fighting a group of spies. Um, they did have their own sort of common supervillains that would show up. Psycho Pirate, which was a, a villain that can control people's emotions with different masks. You had Solomon Grundy was an often mm-hmm. a foe of theirs. Uh, you had King B. who... <laughs> Trained bees. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's like a small like would be <laughs> Uh The wizard, who was a wizard. You had Perdegaton, who was like a time traveler, who often would manipulate things. Uh, you had an Injustice Society, which was sort of their counterpart, which was a collection of their various rogues gallery characters. Uh, Vandal Savage, an uh, immortal villain really? who's lived since the beginning of time, was a JSA he's, foe. He's Golden Age? Yep, he's a Golden Age wow. character. The Gambler, who gambled, Sportsmaster, <laughs> 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 wore different sporting gifts. The Gambler. <laughs> Huntress, Fiddler, Icicle, who mm-hmm. was sort of an old Captain Cold, um, Harlequin. Uh, these sort of, there's a lot of them, but way more stories involve spies mm-hmm. or uh, things like that than they do. Fight Which people. was
0: very common at the time, I mean, yeah. most... Superheroes at the time—that's th- what they fought. I mean, yeah, Batman I was fighting, you know, gangsters yeah. and, and <coughs> slumlords yeah. and stuff like I mean, that. So Superman. Oh,
1: uh, and you have to understand the basis of a lot of my DC knowledge is that uh, Justice League cartoon, and there was actually a Justice League JSA crossover that had that yeah. Rogues Gallery with the the, the sports the sports oh, guy. Oh yeah, it,
2: you're in Justice Society. It yeah. would show up a couple times. Um, Why didn't the JSA ever invade Europe to fight World War II? Well, realistically, probably creatively, it's sort of, I think a lot of people can understand how awkward it would be to write a story about Superman going over and ending the war while you're still fighting the war. (laughs) You know, like, it's not a... People don't want to read that sort of stuff. Because you also have to remember in these 58-page books, you had your stories, but you also had stuff like, here, kids, this is how you should organize your... You know, recycle. You know, gather all the metals you can, or all the paper, right. or you know, you're patriotic. It was much more focused on home front type stuff. So that's what the JSA dealt with because it was aimed at kids.
3: Same kind of thing you were <laughs> yeah. saying, but they didn't
2: want. They almost felt like it was
3: belittling Soldier, the troops yeah. to show like, oh, look, we got this one guy that can go over there and yeah. end the war, and all of our, you know, all the our, soldiers, yeah, all of our eighteen-year-old yeah, sure. soldiers over there. Yeah. You guys can't do anything. This, but
2: yeah, so they always made it more about like. Yeah. The Home, home front. Yeah. Marvel though they well, in America
3: running right. <laughs> yeah,
2: well, <laughs> he, but he was he was just a super soldier. I'm kidding, I don't know either one. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the reason it came up in the comics, the the logic behind it was that the JSA couldn't go to Europe to fight Hitler because fit Hitler possessed the Spear of Destiny which was the spear that the Romans tabbed Jesus with. And with this spear, any sort of magic-based or super-powered character that came within uh, Axis-controlled areas would be controlled by Hitler. And there was a story in the All-Star Squadron where they do this, and it's almost a disaster because all of a sudden Superman's being controlled by the Nazis Mm -hmm. and Green Lantern, because a lot of the most powerful characters, like the Spectre, are magic-based characters. I mean, that was a, a trait of the Golden Age was... Magic, Where the um, Silver Age was much more focused on science and science fiction, the Golden Age was magical. So that was sort of the <coughs> reasoning behind why the JSA never went to Europe, was that if they stepped over the certain line, all of a sudden they would become evil. They would and there's be some, Nazis. There's some great All-Star Squadron stories about uh, Hitler bringing Captain Marvel to Earth from his world in controlling Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel fighting the All-Star Squadron. Huh? Yeah, there's uh. the, I'll, I'll get to that. Though. It's interesting. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so it's a interesting. of right you're going to get to, man. <laughs> I, I'm going. <laughs> so now 40, we're up to 1940, like book, folks. Uh, well, some of it's bad. Well, they weren't around for 10 years. Uh, in the 50s, um, eventually the interest in superheroes died down, so the interest in the JSA died down, and the title became an All-Star Western book instead of an... Superhero book Weird. and uh, exactly boo. Uh, it was retconned that the JSA went out of action in the fifties because they didn't want to reveal their identities. to The House Un-American Activities <laughs> Committee. Uh, this named. time period, um, there aren't a lot of original stories about what happens in this time period. Um, there's Darwin Cook's New Frontier, sort of mm-hmm. hints at this time period and deals with it a little bit about the transition from the JSA to the. Justice League in the 50s. Uh, James Robinson's Golden Age, which is an Elseworlds book, deals with what happens to the JSA when they all quit and you know, what happens to these people. Um, a lot of them have, have really horrible things happen to them. And while the Golden Age isn't really in continuity, so I'm not going to go too heavily into it, uh, elements of it haven't showed up, like Starman having a mental breakdown after the JSA disband has become part of Starman. James Robinson wrote the Starman series mm-hmm. and included that. The Ted Knight had a nervous breakdown. So these characters would lay dormant for like five and a half, six years, no one touching them. Uh, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman continued to have their own adventures, but the rest of the JSA were just put to the side. Uh, it wasn't until the revival of the superhero book with the arrival of the new Flash, who was a police scientist who, after getting soaked in a shell full of chemicals that had been hit by lightning, becomes the fastest man alive. It happens all the time. The character of Barry Allen, who became the Flash, was actually a comic book collector who was a fan of Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick Flash. That's uh, deep, man. Yeah, I know. it's <laughs> no weird? And that was what inspired him to become the Flash. Uh, it wasn't until... It wasn't the fact that he could run fast. No, it wasn't until... Well, he well, picked combined. the name Flash because he loves the book. Is this I would do the same thing. Does, <laughs> is this still uh, Panhead Flash? No, this, this is... Becomes rad, very, this is baldy becomes Flash. Red, yeah, the red, Baldy Flash. But, uh, Barry Allen. It wasn't until a few <laughs> years later that uh, that sort of inspiration, that very small idea uh, sort of became the basis for the whole DC Multiverse. universe for like 30 years. Flash
0: um, fucked it all up. Yeah. That's why he died. Why he died.
2: Yeah, in Flash uh, number <sighs> 123, for uh, 123, The Flash of Two Worlds, Barry Allen meets his Golden Age counterpart. It turns out that the Earth that the JSA existed on is separate from the Earth that Barry Allen existed on because <laughs> they are vibrating at different frequencies. <laughs> science, make dude. Make the sound. Dude, it's make science. the sound.
4: Make the if You wanted to make it so bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it, you know, what, I'm 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 good with it until you start going like Earth other earth hey, what you have to hey, figure it out if it wasn't for nerds like us wow
0: you sir wouldn't be working that's yeah. all <laughs> just remember that exactly. dude i didn't invent it you guys it. don't
2: buy my books <laughs> i've never i haven't um <laughs> the writer in an interesting little twist the writer uh of the comics that Barry read gardner fox who was the real life author of both this new flash story and the golden age flash story um he saw these images of the parallel Earth in his dreams and wrote them down. Whoa. Yeah, dreams? Um, there would be a couple dreams? other team-ups between the Flashes, but it wasn't until Flash number 137 that the whole JSA would show up. They were kidnapped by Vandal Savage on Earth 2, and Barry Allen had to go there and save them. Uh, the Earth of the JSA became Earth 2, while Barry Allen's Earth, which was the current Earth that everyone was reading at the time with the Justice League, was Earth 1. Which seems messed up. Yeah, but and we have been arguing about Earths ever since. Yes, my notes. Um, this interesting reveal would lead to the JSA making return appearances in other books as well. Um, Alan Scott, the Golden Age Green Lantern, would show up in Hal Jordan, the Silver Age Green Lantern's book. Uh, Al Pratt, the Golden Age Adam, would show up in the Ray Palmer Adam's book, and the team as a whole would show up in the Justice League of America book, and what would become an annual tradition. Uh, These stories, the sort of yearly summer events where the JSA and JLA would team up, would be introductions to other parallel Earths and were sort of the way a lot of characters that DC bought from other companies would get introduced into Mm -hmm. the DC universe. So a lot of these stories are sort of the building blocks of what people consider DC history. Yeah, um, Fawcett and Charlton.
0: Quick question. Yeah. Uh, When did the JLA come around and not uh, the sidetrack but 60 okay so JLA is completely silver age then it had oh no, yeah it has JLA no is completely silver age Okay, but, but, but even written, though yeah. the characters have their own golden age histories the, the the group itself didn't exist until the 60s yeah
2: it didn't it, it was also written by Gardner Fox who wrote a lot of the uh, JSA stories okay Um, so that's sort of an interesting thing because he did both of those yeah a lot of Groups. people would argue that there isn't a whole lot of character difference <laughs> <laughs> between <laughs> the two of them but um why the team ups were so good? Yeah, uh, the highlights of the JLA JSA team ups were the only time that you really saw the JSA for a number of years is when they would show up in the JLA. Uh, there's stories where villains from Earth switch, and then the JLA and JSA have to switch Earths to go fight, you know, their villains, or they have to fight the other villains. There's the introduction of Earth Three, which is a Earth with an evil Justice League, uh, characters like Ultraman and Superwoman and Allman. Uh, they challenge the JLA to a fight on neutral ground which is Earth 2. I don't know why Earth 2 got shafted. Now is that the <laughs> crime syndicate or that's the, the Justice crime, That's the crime syndicate of, of America. America. Yeah. Uh, you have a story where CSA? Earth 1 Johnny Thunder is also a fuck-up, but he's evil. An so he's evil an evil fuck-up fuck up. and fucks everything up <laughs> even worse than that. Uh, you have the JLA and JSA fighting Solomon Grundy. You have uh, mysterious black spheres that turn people into supervillains. Uh, you see the introduction <laughs> of... Uh, uh with the sort of creation of Earth One and Earth Two where you had a golden age Earth and you had your Silver Age Earth, you have they start to play around with it a little bit and you see the introduction of the Golden Age Robin as an adult. As the Earth Two Robin who shows up and takes a place in the JSA on the Earth two. So you have this sort of they start playing with the skewing of time where certain characters you know, you had, aged in one Earth. And is that
0: sort of like where Superboy and... Yeah,
2: you have to remember that when these characters were created, they not, weren't created thinking 30 years from now we're going to make a parallel Earth with other characters named that. You know, like for Batman, Superman, uh, uh, and Wonder Woman, there isn't really a line where you say this is Golden Age and this is Silver Age. People have just sort of picked a point. Because those stories kept going continuously. Right.
0: But the other characters, you had to sort of figure out a way t- for
2: it to make sense. Yeah. Well and
0: not that the publishers did that.
2: It fans was have more picked fans where, have done it, where yeah. Silver Age Superman begins and Golden Age Superman's Earth 2. Because it wasn't really until Roy Thomas started writing other Earth 2 stories that you really see Golden Age Earth 2 Superman be something different. different than. Because okay. it, they hadn't planned for any of this. The thing right. with the multiverse, it was always sort of... This thing where like we bought these characters, let's toss them in. It was never planned. Right, they're that. just
0: writing stories and figuring yeah. out. They're selling and comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah what a didn't... bunch of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> can't
2: you just fucking tell me which Superman lives on which Earth? So it was up to <laughs> us. where's the chart? It was <laughs> it up to the fucking, fucking, fucking anal retentive up. obsessive compulsives like me mm-hmm. to determine. This is uh, Silver Age Superman (laughs) in Golden Age, so yeah, I remember that.
3: (laughs) So, in your opinion, I wonder (laughs) if this microphone picks up Blown Minds. (laughs) Blown Uh, Minds. Other events that are happening in these JLA JSA
2: crossovers we have the introduction of the Red Tornado Android. Another one of the stories uh, Black Canary's husband gets killed, and she moves from the JSA Earth of Earth 2 to Earth 1. You see the reappearance of the Seven Soldiers of Victory were another set of Golden Age Earth 2 heroes, which included the Earth 2, Green Arrow, uh, Stripesy, star Spangled Kid, Shiny Knight, (laughs) all those characters. You had the introduction of the Freedom Fighters who lived on their own Earth where the Nazis won. World War Mm -hmm. II. You had a story where Sandman's sidekick is revealed to have been turned into a giant sand monster by Sandman. Sandy? Boo. Yeah, Sandy. Aww. Which is Aww. why sand has the power to turn into sand. Oh. There you go. Uh, you have the introduction of the Shazam characters into the DC universe. Family. Uh, the Legion of Superheroes shows up. Oh, uh, Jesus. Mr. Terrific is murdered by uh, a possessed Jay Garrick. Why? <gasps> Mr. The Spirit King, who's one of Mr. Terrific's villains, takes over Jay Garrick's body and strangles Mr. Terrific. Oh, Kills wow. the original Mr. Terrific. That's that had art.
0: to be... That had to flip, like... <coughs> People's minds were... Blown. Fanboys were going crazy. Uh, Wait, is that, is that... That's dark po- shit. That's,
1: that's, po- <laughs> that's during the CCA.
3: <laughs> What's this abbreviation stuff, homie? The CC- oh, the comic, comic code? Of code, right? code. I yeah, it was like in the there 70s. Okay, hey,
1: wow, that's pretty, that's pretty... Heavy stuff for a I thought it was part of the TBO.
3: the the 70s. Totally awesome (laughs) day. 70s.
2: The All Star Squadron had a giant team up, and they also all got together and battled Darkseid. So, there you go. Really? I knew him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Darkseid. Yes, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. (laughs) Good continuity. The next time you would really see the JSA is. um, as part of the seventy as far as the D C explosion of the seventies, where D C put out a ton of books which all got canceled Aww. almost immediately. Uh, it was decided to revive the All Star comic title. Um, these stories would be modern stories of the JSA chronologically after the JLA team ups that happened up to that point. So it was JSA stories taking place in, you know, the late seventies after as the JSA has gotten old. Uh, in addition to what was traditionally considered the JSA team that I listed earlier, they introduced some new members, including Power Girl, who was the Earth Two Supergirl. who was a cousin to Earth Two Superman. She was strong-willed and had giant breasts, <laughs> and often had funny confrontational conflict with Wildcat, um, who wanted to see her giant, giant breasts. breasts. There's the Earth Two Robin, who uh, was had grown up and become an ambassador to South Africa, and then decided to become the Robin and become. Robin, and joined the JSA. And you had Star-Spangled Kid, who was uh, one of the seven soldiers of victory who had been lost in time. He comes back, and all of a sudden he's the same age as he was in the 40s. And all of a sudden he's still an 18-year-old, and all of his friends, you know, the JSA are all... That's one of the
1: things that is kind of interesting about the JSA that we'll see, and and I'm sure that, that it's probably... Yet to be covered is that it's one of the few superhero groups or group of, of comic characters that do age. I mean, they don't age in real time, but They're they, old. Ha- they have gotten older.
2: Yeah, and you also had the introduction of the Huntress, which was the Earth 2 Batman's daughter, which was an interesting character. Uh, the title would eventually get canceled, uh, it would get moved into Adventure Comics, which became an anthology. Uh, Within Adventure Comics, they had actually did some really interesting, challenging things. Like they killed Earth Two Batman, which was sort of a surprise. Uh, they had Earth Two Batman hating the JSA uh, and trying to shut them down. He got manipulated by the Psycho Pirate, and uh, it was interesting. Um, you had Paul Levitz, who's currently the big guy at DC, was a writer of the All Star Comics revival. Um, as far as artists, we had like Keith Giffen with inks by Wally Wood, who would also pencil <laughs> wow. two later issues, Jeez. Wow. and also art by Joe Stanton and Bob Layton, who you so know cool. for for people in the know now. People, uh, people in the know, um, the hip. After this got canceled, um, the hip,
3: the hip, those <laughs> are hip. Uh, you know the hip people that know about Two Earths. <laughs> they got, yeah,
2: is that book got canceled? That's right. uh, Nerds uh, the the new next cool, time dude. the. Earth-2 characters that were dealt with were when Roy Thomas came back to DC Comics after 15 years at Marvel. Uh, he started up a title called All-Star Squadron, which was, it dealt with the JSA during the World War Two era. And a lot of these stories fit in between the original issues of All-Star Comics. Like, this, these books are, like, Continuity nerd dreams because they're like, what? Because why he's
0: did, a huge continuity why nerd. Why did Green
2: Lantern stop being chairman after the seventh issue? Well, there's an issue of All Star Squadron that explains, that explains why well, that that's pretty, happened. That's or actually like, pretty cool, though. The JSA but changed her name to the Justice Battalion for two issues. Why did that happen? And he writes a story explaining why that happened. So Roy Thomas has
0: always been like obsessed yes. with continuity and, and, uh, yeah. and the new show. I mean,
2: sometimes it explained events like why Green Lantern quit being chairman or why the JSA couldn't invade Europe. Um, The majority of the stories, though, focused on the lesser-known Golden Age characters that um, sort of became the All-Star Squadron, because at one point, the JSA members, in an issue of All-Star Comics, quit being the JSA to join the army. <laughs> and this book, like elvis yeah like so they all joined the army so all-star squad was built were of these sick, second level <laughs> <laughs> characters whose job it was was to protect the home front while while the JSA. Hawkman was busy in who, the who, army who were some of those characters it was a uh, it was a mix of actual golden age characters and new characters that Roy Thomas created there's characters okay. like amazing man who was a a black olympic athlete who gained his powers from the ultra humanite which was a villain that we're now seeing currently um he could absorb the properties of anything he touched. There was Commander Steel, who was uh, a soldier hurt in a sabotage, who got all his limbs and bones replaced with steel and robotics. Uh, Firebrand, who was a woman who fell into a volcano after getting hit it with a magical lightning bolt. So naturally, she devours, develops fire powers, which always happens. Uh, Johnny Quick who was um, a photojournalist who gained speed from a special formula that when he recited it to itself, he would have super speed. Uh, Liberty Bell, who was... uh, uh, She had escaped the Nazis by swimming the English Channel. And then... (laughs) Came home to find out that she... Uh, was a florist. No, yes, she was a florist. <laughs> that uh, she whenever some someone would ring the oh. Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, she would get a jolt of power. Yeah. Me too. There was plas- the uh, golden age plastic man yes. who worked for the FBI. Uh, robot man who uh, was a scientist who was shot by crooks and had his brain placed into a recently developed robot. Uh, Is
0: that the same robot man that's in... No, it's robot different robot man. man. Different real robot.
2: man, Bob... Chuck Grayson
0: Chuck, Adnan. oh, yeah. yeah. down
2: with Dick Grayson If you want to get nerdy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shining Knight We haven't went a, there yet, yet But if you want to but I appreciate <laughs> We can that. get that nerdy uh, Shining awesome. Knight Who was a uh, uh, holdover from uh, He was like a time lost member of uh, Sir uh, King Arthur's court uh, There was the Tarantula Who was writer Jonathan Law Who was a mystery writer Who wanted first hand experience At crime fighting So he became a mystery man to uh, me
0: always looked like a Howard Chenkin character, but I don't know. Because yeah, I think so. he he did the uh Scorpion, was that it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. This book <laughs> became like it's if you love old D C stuff like I do, this book is like heaven. Because it shows shit like there was an Earth Super two nerd. Aqua there was an Earth Two Aquaman who uh never had a name or anything. He wasn't the same as the Silver Age uh Aquaman, but they made a big joke because it the last issue before um, all the Earth 3 characters sort of got done away with. Aquaman finally shows up for a meeting, and everyone's <laughs> like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> 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 this whole time, and he's like, ah. <laughs> Uh, you'd see characters like Captain Marvel would show up, uh, Captain Triumph, who was like a ghost who could take over his brother's body, the Crimson Avenger, Dr. Alcald, Dollman, who was just a tiny man, <laughs> Ghost Patrol, <laughs> all amazing, Ghost Patrol, yeah, is. Green Arrow, the uh, Golden Age Green Arrow, Guardian, Hop Harrigan, who was a pilot, the Human Bomb, who blew shit up. And had to wear And he, He's a Freedom of Fighter. Yep, he's right? a, member of the, a lot of these okay. are Freedom Fighters. Invisible <gasps> no. Hood, who's new no, j- Freedom Fighter. Uh,
1: uh, Johnny Quick and Liberty Bell, were they an item? Yes.
2: Okay. I'll, get, I'll get to that in a second. Um, um, a Mr. Show. America, Neptune Perkins, Quicksilver, who became Max Mercury, who you saw in the new Flash series, The Red Bee, who was also a character who trained bees, <laughs> uh, t- <laughs> TNT and Dynamite. Bee. Tsunami, mm. Uncle Sam, Vigilantes, Terra, a lot. It, I mean, this was very much Roy Thomas's pet project that he worked on, and, and you know, loved. nerded out on. And a lot of these characters do have ties to modern modern JSA. JSA mm-hmm. Johnny Quick and Liberty Bell got married, had a daughter, Jesse Quick, mm-hmm. who is the current Liberty Bell. You know, and that's sort of the theme of the JSA is all these characters always have ties.
1: Um, did, did they ever explain why she's? Yes, they did explain why she's not Jesse Quick anymore.
2: Yeah, she gave up her powers to Wally West so she, he could beat Zoom. Okay. See, yes. yeah, so look at me.
0: Yay! I'm Steve Bryant, and you're listening to Around Comics, and Tom Caters is not wearing any pants. Uh,
2: well, after All-Star Squadron, uh, well, sort of concurrently with All-Star Squadron, uh, another book dealing with the Earth 2 characters came out, which was Infinity, Inc., which was uh, dealt with the children and sort of the predecessors of the JSA, who all wanted to become part of the JSA, couldn't, got angry, started their own group, like, spoiled brats, and then had to fight the JSA. Brats. Uh, the first ten issues of that uh, series are really awesome. You can find them, like, in dollar bins. Uh, it's really sort of a fun, very... N- if you've enjoyed this and you enjoy listening to me talk about this, you will enjoy reading Infinity. <laughs> 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 yeah, he had characters, Yeah. Uh, had... Um, Fury, which is the daughter of Wonder Woman, you had Jade, which is the daughter of Green Lantern, uh, Nuclon, who is the godson of uh, Adam, you had um, Obsidian, who was Green Lantern's son, you had uh, Silver Scarab, who was son. It, it was that sort of feel to it, it was all these kids who had grown up with their parents being heroes, and they wanted to be heroes, and their parents don't want them to be and so they set off on their own. They also did a very interesting thing, where one of their original stories, they came out and told everyone, who they got rid of their secret identities almost immediately and didn't hide who they were, uh, which was a very interesting choice very early in the book. Uh, this book, also written by Roy Thomas with his wife helping him, Dan Thomas.
3: Do they still wear costumes?
2: Yes, they do. Still wore costumes as you had to. Uh, Art, a lot of Can't art by Jerry. A lot of art series. by Jerry Ordway. Uh, Don Newton worked on a little for a while, but it was the last book he worked on before he died. And it was Todd McFarlane's first big <laughs> book that he worked on. Oh, and I love, so love the Todd McFarlane art so much, man. And he <laughs> put so many hockey players into it, and, like baseball players. I'm kidding. He didn't. Um, Tony Twist. <laughs> Tony Twist. Uh, we might get sued. <laughs> if we're just mentioning you know. it. El yeah. Esposito, yeah. really, nothing. Was nothing. Going to he can never do it with no. it. Uh, Why well, you gotta make fun of Todd, dude? Another series at this time. He's I loved fun fun his mm. Infinity mm. Inc. art. He's a sell sellout. Out hat. Hack. I just wish he actually did <laughs> comics. I don't know. <laughs> I wish he would just do comics. <laughs> <laughs> Draw a comic once <laughs> in a while, we'd be fine with it. Yeah. Um, what's what's the problem? Making too much money. Another series yeah. that came out around that time was America versus the Justice Society, which was a four-part miniseries. That was sort of a recap of the whole JSA history. Within that book you get to learn about every single thing they've done. Uh, The storyline is Earth 2 Batman dies and afterwards they find a diary where he accuses them of being Nazi collaborators so they get put on trial. And during the trial you see a lot of flashbacks and testimony about their entire history. Turns out it was Batman trying to reveal a plot by Per Degaton who's a time traveler. Spoilers! But it doesn't (laughs) matter. But uh, if you want a really succinct history of the entire team and you want to read it in a book this book is really interesting really fun written by roy thomas art by raphael cannon mike hernandez and howard bender with inks by Alfred Alcala, uh, covers by Jerry Ordway, who always seems to be attached to these things. Um, attached to Roy Thomas. Attached to Roy Thomas. Some way. Uh, we met Jerry Ordway. He's married to... Uh, <laughs> Gail, Simone. Gail Simone. Gail Simone, yeah. Uh, the next, the next <laughs> big event <was laughs> Let's go Crisis. back and listen
1: to our New York Con wrap-up for that. Crisis
2: on Infinite Earths, when they decided to get rid of the multiverse, which meant that a lot of Earth-2 characters had to be done away with because they didn't fit in. Like, the Earth-2, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, all those characters had to be... Gone away with because they didn't fit into what they wanted to do with continuity. Um, other characters like the Flash and Green Lantern all of a sudden had their sort of roles change. Where Green Lantern was sort of like the older statesman of superheroes. He was a lot. He was now like the w- oldest. Alan superhero- Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott was now the oldest of the superheroes. Um, Roy Thomas sort of saw the writing on the wall when this came around and said they they want to get rid of the Justice Society. So he put forward an idea for a story to get rid of them. With Dignity, and I'm going to stress that because later we're going to see an example of where it was sort of (laughs) embarrassing. Uh, And it was an idea for an original graphic novel called The Last Days of the JSA. It got cut down from a graphic novel just to a 68-page book that sort of dealt with his way of putting them to the side. And what ends up happening is after the crisis, uh, the specter lies in like a coma state absorbing power and all this power begins to stretch out over time. All the way back to 1945, where Hitler uses the power to bring around uh, Ragnarok, the Norse end of the you know god cycle, where all the gods die, and to bring it to Earth, to end all of Earth, to end history, because he's going to lose the war.
0: Was Guillermo del Toro a <laughs> big fan of that book? Because Made it's it. like Hellboy, the first movie. Uh, was-
2: Dr. Fate brings the, the JSA after the crisis to Ragnarok to forestall it long enough to save the Earth. So what ends up happening is the JSA ends up in this limbo-like state forever, and they have to fight this battle over and over again. And during the battle, they die, and they get resurrected, and they fight it over and over throughout history. And the goal was they were going to fight this battle forever because they so were always put, forestalling So they're them. shelved, but not dead. Yeah. They're not dead, and they're, yeah. they're kind of going out like heroes. They're saving the world over, over and, and, and over and over again. Uh Eventually, the uh, at the end of a miniseries called Armageddon Inferno. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess when <laughs> this came out? <laughs> fucking nineties, because it's called Armageddon Inferno. Uh, the JSA is replaced with. Uh, Armageddon was yeah, good exactly enough. T- <laughs>
3: had be, it had to be. It had to be the end of the world on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, you know, the end good. of the world is not too is not <laughs> intense. We, we need know. something a it little has to more be has to be Armageddon. Yeah. So
2: yeah, going hey, to be fiery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Guess, guess what? There. Decade uh, <laughs> a miniseries called Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> so the JSA gets removed from the from that you know history. We'll do that within a second. After the crisis, a, a couple other books came out that dealt with the JSA. Um, there was a book called Young All-Stars, which was sort of a continuation. All-Star Squadron after the crisis kind of just died because I, I don't think they knew how to tell the same stories anymore without being able to use multiple. 2 yeah. characters quite the same. So it was kind of an attempt to fix continuity gaps. Uh, Secret Origins, which is a book that came out, dealt with a lot of the revised origins for these characters. If you can find those in like dollar bins, a lot of them are really interesting. Uh, there was an eight part mini series that came out called Justice Society of America, which was the first time there was ever a book called Justice Society of America. You know, so it's volume one. Uh it dealt it was written in a style of a golden age story where characters all started off on their own and then at the end met up to um you know, team up to fight the big bad guy. Uh, that led to an ongoing series which was only lasted about ten issues in the early nineties called uh, Justice Society of America. And it's a very interesting series because it sort of dealt heavily with the JSA coming to terms with. This was after they had returned from Ragnarok. So they're in this world where they are like these living legends, but they're not really the top line heroes anymore. Mm-hmm. And like the first issue, Superman comes in and saves all their asses after the Sandman has a heart attack <laughs> after they get like attacked by some beast and all of a sudden they're sitting. These guys who are always heroes all, have, all of a sudden have to deal with the fact that they're old, you know, and they have to deal with living like, in this type heroes. of world. Yeah, heart attack
3: inferno. <laughs> for me, like the big <laughs> highlight was
2: uh, Wildcat and the Atom are two old dudes who like start up a gym, but they're still like superheroes dealing with you know being superheroes and that. The writer for those were Len Strauszky and, uh, and Mike Perrobeck and Mike McLan were the uh, artists <laughs> on it. Uh, then uh, when I had mentioned getting rid of characters with dignity. And I had mentioned, wait for an example of no dignity. Uh, I'm now going to mention Zero Hour. (laughs) Uh, It was a mid-90s event where Hal Jordan, the Silver Age uh, Green Lantern, attempts to recreate the universe in such a way to avoid his own eventual downfall. Uh, His hometown had been destroyed. He'd killed a bunch of people in his anger. Um, He's assisted by this uh, villain, Extant, which sounds like such a 90s villain's name. Um, (laughs) And it was an attempt to fix some DC uh, inconsistencies in their continuity. Uh, The JSA travels in time to face Extant, where he proceeds to strip them of all the various things that happened through their history that sort of kept them younger. You know, all the little cheats, like get hit with special time waves, or their time in Ragnarok gave them vitality. So instead of just going out, like, fighting he turns them all old and they some of them die of old age like right in front of him, which is like the most undignified way to get rid of your like how Pretty the original much. Adam died Al Pratt that's how Dr. Midnight died the original Cosmic yeah, just, just finally caught up with him yeah all of a sudden go out with a bang what a fucking yeah Not like the excitement of dying of old age I would have put him in
3: a suburban and yeah. <laughs> uh like uh Queen Latifah and set it off yeah <laughs> Green Lantern would have created a green uh um, <laughs>
2: This, uh, So, it was sort of, it wasn't a very dignified ending for a lot of these characters, and sort of the saving grace for a lot of them was uh, James Robinson's Starman series, which brought a lot of attention back to the Golden Age characters and gave them a very modern slant and a very interesting look at how they related. That led towards a relaunch of the JSA with the literal JSA, the acronym, series, which was originally written by James Robinson with David Goyer, and eventually Jeff Johns took over James Robinson's uh, portion of it. Uh, And it was a modern telling of the the JSA. It dealt with uh, different characters of different generations, having to get along, people who took over the roles from others. You had the death of the original Sandman at the very beginning, you had an Android Hourman from the future who has to come back and deal with the son of the original Hourman, Man who you know feels like his dad abandoned him pretty much uh, you have uh, the son of Hawkman becomes Doctor. Fate and he has to deal with this is a character who was born without a soul was like his pun you know he's doomed to be like a horrible Hector Hector Hall Hector was doomed Hall. to you know born without a soul. you had Black Adams character really comes from this, where he's originally uh, an enemy of them, and he joins the Justice Society for a while. Uh, he develops his friendship with Adam Smasher, uh, which is still important to this day. Uh, you have uh, characters like Jakeem Thunder, like a young kid from Keystone City who accidentally gets the, you know, the, the Thunderbolt from Johnny Thunder, and you see Johnny Thunder Battling with Alzheimer's and you see all these characters sort of you see this change and how painful sometimes the change from one character to the other is uh, mm-hmm. that series eventually came to an end probably about a year ago mm-hmm. um, for them to relaunch as a Justice Society of America Volume 3 which is the book that's coming out right now which features a lot of the characters previously mentioned you have uh, The Flash Jay Garrick you have Alan Scott Green Lantern, you have Hawkman, you have the son of the original Hourman, who uh, is still Hourman, you have Liberty Bell, the former Jesse Quick, yeah. you have Obsidian, the son of Green Lantern, you have Sandman, who's Sandy Hawkins, who's now taken over the role of Wesley Dodds as being Sandman, you have uh, Stargirl, who's an interesting character, who uh, is the uh, stepdaughter of the Star-Spangled Kid's sidekick, Stripesy who is is named after uh, Jeff Johns' sister who died in a plane crash. And sort of the inspiration for that character. Hmm. Uh, You have uh, Wildcat, still Mm -hmm. the original Wildcat. You have uh, Mr. Terrific, uh, who I haven't mentioned yet, but I want to mention him because he's a great character. He's uh, also uh, someone with a high natural aptitude for aptitude. Uh, His wife and daughter died in a car crash, and he considered... committing suicide until the Spectre told him the story of the mis- first Mr. Terrific and inspired him to become a hero. Um, he's been the chairman of the Injustice Society uh, for a while and he has an interesting relationship with Dr. Midnight. Uh, Mr. Terrific is an atheist, uh, which is often interesting because he has to deal with the fact that he is in a team with characters like uh, the Spectre, who's a ghost. So how can you be an atheist and still you know, deal Believe with the fact that you have that? Um Dr. Midnight, who is uh, the replacement for the one who died, uh, is the son of a woman who was saved by the original Dr. Midnight, who also lost his vision and became inspired to become a superhero. He's very much a doctor first and a superhero second. Whenever you see him, it's usually in a doctor's type role in in the DC universe. And uh, that's the book that's coming out currently. You have new characters like Citizen Steel, who is the uh, grandson of the original Commander Steel. Who we don't really know anything about. You have characters like Cyclone, who's the granddaughter of Ma Hunkel, who's like sort of the maid, like mother of the J mm-hmm. mother hen of the JSA. Uh and it's only got about like five issues out. So far, it's right in the middle of the crossover to J L A and that's you know, where it's we're coming at now. out right now, yeah. And you're up to date with the JSA, <coughs> There you go. Right so out, you yeah. can start picking that up right now
0: and, and you're caught up. Yeah. Well uh, one of the things I was going to ask you about, because I, I kind of got lost in, in it, is when Crisis came out and, and they wanted to sort of get rid of the JSA at that yeah. time, and, and you said that they, uh, Roy Thomas, had created that story to to um, to put them on the shelf but yeah. not get rid of them. And th- but then they came back. Yep. What was sort of the story behind that of them leaving
2: that uh, to be perpetual? Honest, was there any? I can't find any. I any can't data? Find issues of that. I'd never <laughs> read it. All I know is that they came back at the end of Armageddon Inferno. If anyone out there read Armageddon Inferno... (laughs) Let let us us know. know.
0: Well, okay, but so after Crisis, then, they're they're back, and their role, I mean, not their role, but sort of their place in in the history of the DCU is they're they're all Earth-2 characters still. I mean, that's... Or are they n- no longer? It after depends crisis on they the
2: character. A character like the Flash, whether he's from an alternate Earth or this Earth, his history still fits. Okay. Because it doesn't conflict anything. Overall, when they took the Earth-2 characters and Earth-1 characters and put them together, a vast majority of it fits perfectly. And it's a lot and of them weren't duplicates. It's it, only Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, that were. there's confusion because right. these characters... Exist, change so much. Change so, and so yeah. much. When and it's time. not
1: like they just got rid of Earth Two. The way I understand it, and you can correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, it they they kind of got rid of Earth One and Earth Two and all the others, and they merged them Everything. into one Earth that works. So Earth Two and Earth One are really kind of the well, same. Earth
2: One didn't have uh, a World War Two history, so y- a lot of the stuff that happened on Earth Two and World War Two you can fit right into it. It fits right. neatly because there isn't anything to contradict it and stuff like Superman well they just kind of started Superman over again it's so a mm-hmm. hodgepodge and a lot of the confusion comes from the fact that editorially i don't think they knew exactly what they wanted to do so certain characters like hawkman all of a sudden changed 2 years later like they didn't change it right away it's
0: in, it's kind of interesting to me that you know it's like it seems that a lot of the time in their history they were almost they've always kind of been sort of second class citizens yeah. in the dcu and yeah. now we finally you know it's like john's and and starting with robinson bringing yeah. you know the, the jsa book and they really brought that group to the forefront and and now they're they're playing a a very pivotal role in the dc universe it's a different role than the jla and yeah. and they they went into that into the new series well it's Florida a lot of
2: dealing with like uh i was talking to john outside about this about the fact that A lot of these guys who are, you know, a character like the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, a big theme of his thing is he didn't give a shit about, he didn't know his kids were his kids. He didn't know he had kids. So he pretty much, and when they came and found him, he denied that they were his kids. So he was reluctant to have any responsibility for them. You know, a character like um, Jay Garrick, the original Flash, can't have kids. So his whole role is that he sort of becomes like the father to everyone because he can't have his own kids. And you see a lot of these characters like um, Our Man. The original Hourman Man was a workaholic. It's sort of been revealed. And his son developed a lot of problems because his dad was, you know, like... It's sort of the difference between storytelling. You know, it's not a story you would tell in the 40s, but nowadays yeah. it is an interesting story to tell about, like, a workaholic. You know, what if your dad was a superhero and he didn't seem to care about your family and it was tearing your family apart, like, what would happen, mm-hmm. you know? We become, see that with, you replace uh, with, uh,
0: him, you know, with Wildcat, and, and, yeah. and in the new series, you know, finding out about his son and and. Uh, a
2: lot of these guys are heroes, but they also weren't the greatest family, right? You know, to their own families, and a lot of storylines have to of deal is with is them r- dealing with the fact that they fucked up their own families. I mean, this that's is
3: getting yeah. pretty personal
2: for me. Your dad was Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was Green Lantern. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's what it makes <laughs> the. <coughs> When James Robinson started writing the JSA series, the thing that really turned it around was the fact that they dealt with the fact that these guys all have their own relationships. Like, um, uh, Sandy Hawkins, still was beloved of Wesley Dodds, you know, like, they still had a tight relationship, but a character like Rick Tyler, who's now the Hourman, the son of the original Hourman, resented his father, because his father had died, you know. Eventually, he gets saved through time travel and whatnot and comes back, but... They have a relationship where they felt bad. Like Obsidian, who is the son of Green Lantern, he gets adopted by an abusive father and becomes sort of mentally imbalanced mm-hmm. because of that, and blames Green Lantern because he was a superhero. You should have known. You yeah. should have known that what happened to his son. Saved the world, but you couldn't save me. Yeah. You, yeah. You saved the whole universe, but you never couldn't save came to help me. Yeah. <laughs> Never um, say <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, what would you say? I mean, I was, you know, like I said, this is a, this is a long, long history of, of comics and characters. If someone was going to sort of, you know, jump into it now, no prior really yeah. history of reading this stuff, where would you recommend that they start?
2: Well, you could start reading the the JSA series by James Robinson, and uh, he does a pretty good job of explaining who everyone is, and it's got a lot of action in it, and it's got a lot of intrigue within the stories. So it's not dependent. It becomes a little bit... Uh, Robinson depended a little bit more on history. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Johns is a little bit better with the action portion of it. But uh, if you're interested in like the multiple Earth stuff, they have the trades of the Crisis on Multiple Earths, which collects all the team-ups of the JLA and JSA. And you have your uh, Crisis on Multiple Earths, the team-ups, which collects all the Flash issues and Green Lantern mm-hmm. issues and Atom issues. And if you read those, I mean, that's the history of those characters for about two decades. There is no other history of those characters besides seeing that. And
0: And the All Star stuff is that available, like in archives? It's available in
2: archives. Yeah. Okay. At stocktrades.com. Com. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) the you'd be surprised by how good a lot, especially the art in the Golden Age stuff, holds up. Mm -hmm. Um, Story storytelling's. Depends. If you're if you're bothered by the Silver Age type stuff, the Golden Age isn't going to do anything for you. But there's like a rougher quality to the art to the Golden Age stuff, mm-hmm. which I think makes it sort of age better. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, there's there's jumping on points for whatever. You don't have to read well, could, forty know. years well, of history. Yeah. Well, you you could, you could yeah. probably
1: you could probably start with uh, the the Robinson JSA yeah. and get the uh, Tomorrow's All Star Companion, and that would. Probably, would that catch you up on yeah, a lot of that?
2: Yeah, n- even too much. It, okay. Don't get the... The Companions are fucking awesome books if you're interested in the JSA. Like, the level of detail. to tell you what you got in different years if you joined the Junior Justice Society. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I love stuff like that. But um, there's, like, a wealth of information out there. I mean, I just barely got... You know, into it. I mean, I could have gone on for hours and hours. <laughs> do you, you
1: think we're gonna? You know, we're seeing it this summer with the. Let's uh, do it.
2: Scotty let's wants to do more. Okay, I want to do more. About an hour. About
1: an hour. <laughs> we're 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 seeing it now with uh, the JSA JLA a crossover this summer, which is kind of bringing back the crossover. Do you think we're gonna see this? Every year, or for a few years now,
2: uh, I wouldn't be surprised with the people who are writing it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's
0: amazing. I mean, just like listening to this history, a lot of what I didn't know, but then relating it to you know the stuff that I've read, the, the James Robinson and Jeff Johns run, and now the new JSA, yeah. it's amazing how much stuff is in you know that they keep bringing back, and how much history, and and we talk about it over and over again, and John's just, you know, is so in love with the Silver Age and Golden Age of, of these characters, and he brings a lot of that back, but in a way that it's, you know, uh, with a very conv- it's a lot of
1: convoluted old. history that they're that they are stitching together in a way that is entertaining and and makes somewhat sense. Yeah, yeah well, I,
0: I think Johns does that as good as anybody. He's <laughs> well, trying to fix stuff. You can, that uh,
2: you can get trades of the of the All Star con- the seventies re- revival too. There's two trades out of that too, which is okay. sort of kind of my favorite stuff out of it. Like the weird the Paul Levitts with the Wally Wood inking and mm-hmm. uh, Keith Giffen art. Which are my personal favorites of
0: doing that, and as, I mean, you recommended the uh, the JSA Golden Age yeah. to me, which I think anybody could. I mean, even if you don't know anything about it the JSA, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can pick that up and read it, and it's just it's just a good uh, comic. It's just a yeah. good story. It's 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 um, y- sort of a postmodern look at the fifties um, post-war era of I'm, the JSA, but it's very good I'm stuff. I'm sure
2: I've completely forgotten stuff, but whatever.
0: Well, we you know, understand. we only have so much time. Yeah.
3: I think
2: you got it all. I think I got <laughs> Scotty's <laughs> I blown got his guitar. mind. Let yeah. me know. Let me know if you hated this. Was this boring? <laughs> Some people loved it, I bet. I loved it. Oh, well, Tom, thank you so much. I got
3: edumacated. Yeah, I learned you. Tom, learned Tom you Tom's good.
1: been Thompson
0: geeking out about this for what about 2 months now.
3: I'm going go like to go home and read like
2: you're going to read all my notes. I'm going
0: to read all your notes, absolutely. I'm, I'm going to and then I'm going to buy the All-Star companions and uh, I'm going to start buying quarter books. I'm going to go home
3: and try to have sex. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going anywhere. No, you here. No, here. No, yeah, Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> get <just> pizza. <laughs> <laughs> pizza? Oh. I just want a pizza. <laughs>
4: all right then.
2: Let us finish the show. I actually, all do right. I pizza.
1: are you all Are you y- all done, Professor Caters?
2: Give me pizza, Chris. I forgot about 20 to 25 minutes of stuff. I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, this uh, is a visual so you can see my eyes explode <laughs> <laughs> are
3: you serious yes.
1: well if you if you like this episode of uh, Around Comics or Comics 101 and you Go haven't heard Doctor. any of our others uh, one of my personal yeah, favorites is the uh, Comics 101 EC comics that Sal did I think it's one of uh, one of the best episodes that we did wow uh, we've done, yeah, it's I don't of, know about all that it is one of my favorite episodes if you want to yeah. learn more about EC comics the uh, G.I. Joe was a lot of fun yeah uh, and,
0: uh, I wanna. Uh, I, I think we're gonna have more. I'm trying to figure out what else we want to do. I was thinking maybe, and I think you had talked about this earlier, is doing a Captain America one with the the mm-hmm. whole death of Captain America. Sure, that could be interesting to do a starting with timely and sp- yeah, and, just, and, and just one spawn. character. Spawn.
1: Yeah, Spawn, spawn. Tarot, uh, lady I'll, d- death. I'll do the Spawn. <laughs> the Lady Death, the
4: <laughs> Comics One Hundred and One.
0: <laughs> no, that's. I don't think we're gonna do that. Scotty Young, Comics One Hundred and One. Uh, How long have uh, men like <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we can do, but if you have ideas, of if you have stuff that mm-hmm. maybe you'd want us uh, to do some research on and do a comics one one send us an email at uh, info at aroundcomics and we'll look into it. Absolutely. Richie Rich.
1: There are a <laughs> Richie Rich. There are a, uh, a few ways that you can interact with the show. In addition to sending us emails, you can spread the around comics love by taking us up on our listener LCS challenge. Ah. You can download a flyer at our website. Let's have a contest
3: right now. I win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you print it out and, uh, yeah. Around ask comics your, trivia
0: <laughs> contest.
1: <laughs> ask your local comic shop owner or manager if they will display that in the comic shop. And if they do, we'll mention both you and the shop on the show no. and provide a link to the shop at our website. I won't do it. You can also become our virtual friend at comicspace dot com slash around comics or at myspace dot com slash around comics. You can leave us a, an iTunes music review. Uh special thanks to Brian Hancock and Doug Rex. Thank you so much guys. King really Doug
0: it. I wish
3: I had a cool name like Doug Rex.
1: Doug
0: Rex. King Doug. So
1: i call myself
3: Dougie Rex.
0: Dougie Rex. Yeah. Like Rex Doug e. yourself. Dougie yeah. <laughs> 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 Rex. Check yourself before you wreck Uh Make right. sure to check out all the great things that AroundComics.com has to offer. It's your source for the best in comic book news, reviews, and opinions. I just put up a review of... Uh an older book, uh, Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, number yeah, one. I saw that. Uh, we are proud members of the Comics Podcast
1: Network. You can find more great podcasts at comicspodcasts.com.
0: Just so everyone is aware, we post the next week's topic on Tuesdays at our forum at aroundcomics.com. Someone actually sent me an email today asking where that was. Um, if you're going to the homepage, you just go into the community mm-hmm. menu, and there's a forum um, mm-hmm. submenu in there. And, and once you're on the forum, it's usually at the top. Uh, it'll say like this week, and and then whatever the topic is.
1: And also, we we're working on about our next six weeks worth of shows, and I'm gonna get the calendar. I'm gonna get the calendar updated yeah. on the homepage. Like the We've field. got uh, Jamie McKelvey coming up. We're going to do our episode with the folks at the Savannah College of Art and Design.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Mike Mayhew, I think we're gonna talk mm-hmm. to. Um, I don't know what else is going on There's, after that. Yep, few, we got a bunch of stuff. A few others coming up, so uh, always check the forum
1: or the homepage for that. I uh, would like to thank InStockTrades.com again. You can, If we have piqued your interest with all of this great JSA talk, you can follow the adventures of the JSA with InStockTrades.com. From the early Golden Age appearances in All-Star Comics DC archives to the latest trade paperback collection of today's JSA, InStockTrades.com has what you're looking for. Remember that InStockTrades.com is your source for trade paperbacks, deluxe hardcovers, essentials, showcases, archives, absolute editions, Omnibus editions and more, all at great discounted prices. And all orders, fifty dollars and more, ship for free.
0: We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need emergency medical aid, financial support for essentials of life, and an avenue back into paying work. It's a chance for all of us to give back something to the people who have given us so much enjoyment. For more information, visit www.heroinitiative.org or call 310-909-7809. Remember our Be a Hero contest.
1: Donate. Email us. Do something good and win some cool stuff.
3: Scotty Young sketchbook with yeah. Hey, do you guys get paid by your sponsors? They give you money. Um, our sponsors, not yeah. Hero,
0: but our our well, not Hero, but money. they yeah. pay you money. Yeah. Borders Why? and Instacart because yeah. I'm gonna
3: sponsor a damn show. I got a lot of sponsors by Scotty <laughs> Young. Scotty <laughs> Young. Yeah. young. This me. episode is Scotty Young. Says young. Fuck yourself, if you like Scotty Young, cool. <laughs> sponsored by him. That's what it's all gonna be. <laughs> This we'll be happy to do that. This <laughs> one's on
1: Scotty. Yeah. Well, Scotty, thanks for uh, sitting in with us. Yeah, <laughs> I, I th- thanks for having me. I think we blew your mind a couple times or Tom did. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. You're, you're I'm not
0: going to be invited back
3: for dance movie night. Yeah, no more I stomp would, the yard. Yeah. Now. How
0: come I wasn't invited to stomp the yard? I didn't What's know up? when you got What's back? up? Back?
3: <laughs> where you, li- you live? Out, y- where you live? But for stop the night. I live in Milwaukee. Joliet.
1: You live in
0: DeKalb? Yeah, you know.
1: I didn't get invited, but that's because I yelled at Scotty last week. Oh, no. Dick.
3: And the, see, here's the thing, right? I say "stomp the yard" night as a joke. People show up at my <laughs> crib. You know why? Because I'm popular. Because you're just yeah. got young. You yeah. roll
2: like that. He he we opened the door and he was like, "You really here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, What's going on?
3: No, really. I sat there with the just the DVD menu playing for an hour yeah. before everybody got there.
4: <laughs> was, yeah,
3: break, break, break down. That's all I did for an break, hour. Break, break. Just repeat that. I slid across the
2: floor on my elbow.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Tom did the robot as soon as I opened the door. Oh, nice.
1: (laughs) Well, Tom, extra special thanks to you for uh, taking center stage and walking us through uh, JSA plan. Fine work. Fine work. (laughs) Tom's (laughs) doing the robot. If only uh, only
2: everyone could see that. It was my pleasure, and I never want to do this again. Oh, too much. No, I will do it again. Uh, my voice, like, Scotty, you gotta do the next one. <laughs> All right, this so <laughs> bomb. <laughs> robots, <laughs>
3: spawn 101 by Scotty yes, Young. It's very intriguing. That the, the explanation behind the numbers is will blow your mind alone. Which I mean, the part? numbers that they just forgot about at one yeah. point, just like there are 10 Earths in spawn, <laughs>
2: really, yeah, <laughs> awesome.
3: plus 10.2. Which oh, uh
0: 11. how far before we start talking about all the people that wanted to sue Todd McFarland for stealing their ideas and uh not paying them
3: Hey man. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you know if there's a piece of steak on the table whoever gets it first I mean you know somebody, what I'm saying Who really owns an idea Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean ideas it's a it's a frame of so mind really somebody's name uh what is that I don't Tony Twist I'm I'm Tony Twist I'm taking his name <laughs> Scott, I'm going to take his history. <laughs> right? I'm a, I am was a hockey, hockey player. <laughs> Scott, he just wants
1: to be known as the Twister. We retconned yeah. it. In. All right, I'm now, Tom Cater always, now. Always oh, fun, shit. buddy. All right, I hope, uh, hope everyone enjoyed this Comics 101. Have a fantastic <laughs> rest of your week and weekend. We'll be back again on Monday with another full-length episode oh, of Around Comics. In the meantime... In between time. We'll be everywhere in... And Get around, around Golden podcasting,
2: Earth Two podcasting.
4: <laughs>
0: if you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member email us at info at aroundcomics.com or visit the contact us section of our website. Music for the show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Music.podshow.com Views expressed in the interviews or by guests of the show are solely those of the individuals expressing them and do not reflect the opinions of Around Comics. Thank you for listening today and remember to join us next time and the panel will change but our mission will stay the same. Bringing you the very best news, reviews, and opinions in and around comics. Around comics is a pipe dream production. Copyright 2007, all rights reserved.
4: Love you,
0: babe. Yeah.
4: Why you got my love and left me long? Why you got my love and me long? I know that you don't love me.
0: We are proud to help support the Hero Initiative. Hero creates a financial safety net for yesterday's creators who may need help. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> One more time. We are proud, and Mark. they're so proud. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to damn it!
1: We are really, <laughs> really proud. They threw me off. To I mean
0: goddamn I, supporters. I never read this.